Welcome to the uh, Sheffield Steelers podcast. As always, we'll start off. Head coach Aaron Fox uh, joins us. Uh, Aaron, such a close game. Could have gone either way. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think, you know, to be honest, I think that was probably one of the, the best 60 we played this year. Obviously, Carter's a good hockey team, and um, they play a big physical game, North Hockey, and I thought we answered the bell tonight, and, they, you know, we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot like we had been. I, I felt like the result could have went the other way, but obviously, uh, you know, it's a results-based business here, and when you don't get the points, you're, you're going to be disappointed, but I thought we got better tonight, and unfortunately, we lost Jonas Luving the first shift in. Um, Aaron Brockler's is probably playing at... 50 to 60 percent right now I think we'll probably lose him for next weekend I don't think we'll have him available to us so um, we'll have to figure out how, how bad Yoni is and see what we're going to do from here first period were you disappointed not to come in ahead having had those three power play chances yeah yeah I think the power play was was probably the only thing that let us down a little bit tonight but we didn't we actually didn't get another power play after the first um, and you know Cardiff I think had five or six after the first period so we killed a lot of penalties our, we asked a lot of our D tonight we had 5D after going went down and they battled all they all battled really hard um, I thought we played a good hockey game and the result probably should have been different or could have been different that's for sure so not the whole weekend then because the game in Manchester obviously last night as well a little different yeah disappointing you know the results are, are obviously disappointing um, I didn't I didn't hate our game in Manchester last night either to be honest with you um, I think we outshot them 60 to 27 something like that and weren't rewarded and uh, their goalie stood on his head and, and obviously we didn't make the a couple saves that we probably needed to in that hockey game to keep us in it and you know but that's part of the business here we're 10 games in right now um, five and five isn't where we wanted to be at this point but when you've got 14 new players and you're still trying to figure out what kind of an identity we have in our room um, I think tonight's game will go a long way in uh, seeing what we're, we're made of quick word on uh, on Lucas Sandstrom and his home debut here yeah I thought he was pretty good um, I thought he was better last night in Manchester but you know first night in, first night of a back-to-back and hadn't played a game in in over six months so you know, his legs might have been a little heavy tonight. We'll get him in into this week of practice. And he'll, I like his game, though. Plays a gritty game and plays north and can, can defend. So he'll help us. Okay. We wish you well. Thank you very much indeed. That's head coach uh, Aaron Fox. Let me just put the old TV microphone down. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, I think Alex will be joining us in a second. I'm joined, as always, by uh, Jonathan Fernley. Um, must be a big game tonight. Phil Harrison from the Yorkshire Post. He's a hip okay. Leeds mustn't be playing. Um, Alex comes out, laptop in hand. Jonathan, uh, thoughts on that one? Really frustrating. I feel so much better after this game than I did last night coming away from Manchester when I couldn't really find many positives at all from Saturday night's performance. But I can today. We asked for a better defensive performance from the Steelers tonight and we got it. We wanted a team that wasn't going to concede goals in bunches and just give the game away in a mad 10 minutes. And the Steelers were right in that all the way through. I like the way they fought back. I don't think they deserve to lose the game. I'm not really sure they're enough to deserve winning the game. If that had gone to overtime, however it had ended after that, I think it would have been pretty fair. Just start on Saturday. I only watched a few minutes on the old uh, webcast of Saturday. I spoke to Aaron on the way home. He was disappointed with certain aspects, but he actually thought we played pretty well, had a good game. I spoke to a couple of other people. They thought we very well we were unlucky. I spoke to Ryan Finneton. He said if we'd have traded goaltenders at 5pm, we'd have won the game 9-3. But then you speak to another handful of people. You're obviously one of them in that. And, and basically it was rope around the neck time. I don't know what to take from the, the Saturday night game. I, I, I should have watched more of it. I think there's a difference of opinion between those who were paid to be there 
and someone like me who went as a fan and paid to be there. I don't think I really got what I was hoping for from the Steelers. I thought the first period was good and we deserved to be more than 1-1. But after that, once they got in front and it seemed like they were poor goals to concede, defensively, net-minding, it just weren't good goals to concede. And whilst you always felt we could come back against Nottingham when we trailed, and we always could come back against Glasgow, really didn't see the comeback happening. Maybe it was the building, maybe it's the Challenge Cup, maybe we're looking ahead to the Cardiff game. Never really felt there was a fight back on the cards, and we just looked short of ideas. Okay. I thought tonight was different, the lines changed, I thought it changed for the better. We wanted Valorand and Connolly back together and Dowd. Um, we got it, and uh, I thought the Steelers looked better for it tonight. Who says mine can't do two things at once? Uh, Alex is here, laptop in hand. Have we got Wi-Fi tonight, Alex? Um, in and out. In yeah. and out, in and out. You watched the game last night, you were reporting on the Steelers' social media. Who's right, Aaron Fox and Jonathan Phillips and the boys, or, uh, or Jonathan here? I think it's a bit of both. Well, from certainly the game that I saw, I thought this, you know, the first 20 minutes, I thought we were, we were really good, um, but we should have been more, well, it was 1-1 at the time, but we should have been up by at least three goals. But again, it's the same point we keep making, it's taking the chances, it's scoring the goals, and we know what Jin's like as a goalie, he will make saves. And I think last night sort of typifies the kind of goal he is. I mean, he doesn't give up the, the guilt-edged chances that maybe we've been giving up in games that will fall straight to somebody's stick. Um, but then I see the other side, there was a lot of mistakes. Um, almost a bit of, it seemed like confusion. I don't know what you thought, Jonathan, but players expecting players to be in areas where they're not. You give the puck away, they come back the other end and they take the chance and, and they get the goal. I'll tell you what we have realised, if we didn't realise it before, we have a number one and a number two goalie now, don't we? I think it's pretty obvious Aaron starting Duba when he needs the big game tonight. Not so much Cantor. You know, a few weeks ago when we started this podcast, we were talking about goaltending. We were talking about you know, who was going to be the man, but it, it seems in Aaron's mind right now, Duba's his one, Cantor's his two. And Duba's earned that through his plays. Well, his record drops to four and two with, with a defeat tonight, but he's had another solid game in there tonight. And... You know, it's you've got to earn your place, and I don't think Pavel's done that, um, which is a shame. I still think there's much more to come from him. I think his stats look a little bit lopsided because he's just not played many games. But Duba's made that position his own. I'm sure he'll start next Saturday. Um, and if he plays well, I'm sure he'll start the Sunday as well. Um, but the biggest issue for the Steelers is is just the defensive issue. With That wasn't all of the Steelers tonight. That was some of the Steelers' defencemen. And if you're losing players from your forward line and your defensive line, you can just shorten your lines. But when they're all being lost in defence, that puts such a workload on, uh, on the defencemen that are left. Well, just, sorry, quickly, yeah. before we move on from last night um, in particular, there was, I saw a lot of comments about the physicality and the toughness. Uh, and obviously bringing in Sandstrom, he's got the reputation of... And he kicks off with the officials, whether it was last year or a couple of years ago. Um, but we saw Gagnon being Gagnon last night. And um, we know what Manchester's like with the small ring, the, the hostility from the crowd. But I did kind of think last night we did lack that almost crease clearing defenceman because bodies were just piled in front of Cantor. Somebody was there for the rebounds, and that was it. There was nobody to, to almost create that, as we saw tonight. You know, Lewis did it several times. They, they put bodies in front of, of Duba and 
we go down the other end. And I don't know whether it's necessarily the forward players that need that almost big body presence, but you see when, when we're shoving ourselves in front of the net. Just to give you a second, because I've got a feeling you're going to try and get some Wi-Fi somewhere for that. Um, social media, what, what, what's people saying tonight after uh, that 3-2 loss to Cardiff, if you're just joining us? Well, I, I think a lot of people are saying what almost I think Jonathan was saying earlier, that it wasn't a bad game to watch tonight. Um, it was, it, I thought it was exciting for most parts. There was chances created, but um, I've not done a, a full analysis of it again, but... Um, it just seems that we're lacking something at the minute. That's that's how I'm viewing people's opinion. There I is did, something I, missing. I did think this year we'd have our first line. I've said a long time that since Wafretta, you know, was broken up, we hadn't had a first line, and even there last year and a half we hadn't mm. got one. I genuinely thought this year we would have a first line. Start of the year, I thought we would have a first line. We don't seem to have that first line punch, do we? I think we do. I think yeah. Connolly, Valorand and Dowd will score buckets full this mm. season. They're already our, our leading scorers as, as a combination, you know, and we saw combinations that have been kept together, Eberly, Lemchigoff and Armstrong. They had a good light tonight. Mm. So I think we do have a line one and two. I'm not sure the third really chipped in an awful lot, and I think some of that is was mentioned by Aaron in terms of Sandstrom maybe not quite being up to full speed yet. And also the penalties, the penalties that the team had to kill as well, the... Uh, the lines you know, were a little you know, bit. fairness to Sandstrom, he's been skating with the junior team back in, in Sweden. He's just come oh, in here. Yeah. You know what? It's going to take him a week or so. Can we leave you a bit, Alex? Yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're going to go, wifi. good luck with the Wi Fi. Make sure there's something when I come back. No, it's not. Carter's here. Of oh, course. He's, he's just looked at us. Yeah. <laughs> um, your thoughts on that? You've just seen the best team in the country, the Cardiff Devils, play. How did, how did we match up against them? Uh, you know, this one actually kind of stings a bit because uh, we were so close, you know. I think that was 60 good minutes of hockey. Um, you know, it could have... Some bounces, some bad bounces, some good bounces. Um, you know, it, I think it was a really good matchup, a really good game. And I'm, even though we didn't come out the way we wanted to, I'm really happy with the performance our team put together. What have they got that we haven't right now? Well, what do they do that we don't try uh, What they have that we haven't right now, I mean, a healthy roster, I guess. Uh, we were playing with 5D again tonight. Uh, Jonas went down in his first shift, um, you know, and Brock's still, you know, not qu quite 100%. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a start. Um, but, you know, they have a really good core group that played together for a long time. And, uh, you know, we're, we plan on getting there eventually, so... Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll let you run. Top Thank job, you. fella. BBC Radio Sheffield, your sports leader. I'm good at that, aren't I? <laughs> um, Pete Spencer, what's Radio Sheffield running tonight? Uh, it's, it's one of those where it's, it's, it was a nearly performance, wasn't it? I mean, you look at where we were last week against Glasgow. You know, 20 minutes of, or six minutes of, in that first 20 of awful hockey, and then. You know, tonight it was probably the first time they've played a full 60 minutes, put a complete performance together and actually went toe-to-toe -to -toe with a, a really good team in Cardiff. Um, thought maybe there's a few too many penalties on Sheffield's side. Um, but there's encouraging signs there, certainly better defensively. And I think that's one of the better defensive performances um, Sheffield have had so far this year. Aaron talked about, in the interview I've literally just done with him, about less selfish play, playing more as a team. But it's interesting that he wants to take certain elements of, obviously, you know, the great Cardiff team that we've seen tonight to uh, to obviously kind of uh, 
take for his own team and build that identity for the Steelers as well. That selfish play comment is quite interesting. Watching the game last night in Manchester, a lot of players picking the puck up. They'll carry it into the zone. I'll take it around the net. I'll hold on to it and then I'll skate into a crowd and lose it. There wasn't a lot of good link-up. A lot of players said, oh, give it here, I'll do it. And none of them were able to do it. Do you sometimes I don't think, think that when a team's in a bit of trouble, team's in a bit of trouble, you're down a few goals. They just try and do, they actually over-try almost. They, they try and do too much. Mm-hmm. Leave it to me, let me give you the go. Oh, Jesus, I've gone too far. They actually go the other way, don't they, sometimes? I think sometimes there's a little bit of lack of trust of, of mm-hmm. other players and maybe I've given him a pass before and I never got it back when I was in a good position. Well, I won't pass it to him next time. I think we just need to maybe... A little bit of trust and uh, a bit of continuity in some of the lines because we've seen it from a couple of lines. I want to see it from all three and all four now. Yeah, it's interesting because Aaron was saying that one of the things that a lot of the players have done that haven't maybe they've had to adjust to this league is that maybe they'll they're used to doing a bit more in the neutral zone or you know some players that are used to having a bit more time and actually some players I think are still getting used to this league in that respect and and wanting to to maybe as you said overplay a little bit or take a bit more responsibility or you know had a bit more time in previous leagues to to actually do that what's Radio Sheffield's view of the diving penalty tonight (sighs) yeah it was baffling wasn't it 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 was a little bit Um, I think you know when he's down in the corner you see okay you caught him for the hold but then calling for the diving as well and obviously John Armstrong the real sickener he then gets the two for for the abuse because obviously he's frustrated because he he can see what's happened two feet in front of him so yeah 6,000 of us could see couldn't they there's not quite a good enough reason for Lemchigoff's left leg to go flying quite as high as it did backwards yeah if you're trying to force your way through you are going to fall that way but your ankle shouldn't be coming above your head backwards it was a bit exaggerated are you giving him a 6.5, 6.5, 6.5, agent? I can understand why the refs called it. Would I have called it? I don't know. Possibly not. But I can completely understand why the refs could, did call it. And I'm glad they did, because we scored shorthanded. It's a big night tonight. Phil Harrison's in town from Yorkshire Post. Hello. Hello. First, first time on. Yeah, he's getting oh, first time on. This. First time on. Yeah, he tried to this time. Um, what's the Yorkshire Post going to be saying tomorrow morning about this man? Uh, well, I think when I spoke to Aaron Fox before the game, he said it was a sort of bit of a benchmark game for them. Um, one thing he spoke about in the summer was closing that gap on the likes of Cardiff and Belfast. And when you look at what they've had to deal with tonight, missing Aaron Johnson, missing Jonas Lewin early on, down on numbers, um, they pushed him as close as anyone probably would have done. And I think it was a pretty close game and pretty encouraging, despite it being a winless weekend. Yeah. What's your view overall? You've watched a couple of games there. You've seen this new look Sheffield Steelers team. Where'd you see it? Seems to be great going forward. Um, I think there seems to be a, a few uh, um, inconsistencies at the back, probably, but that might be down to personnel in terms of injuries as well. But I think overall, he seems happy with uh, the coach. Seems happy with where things are at, and, and rightly so. I mean, it's early days. Yeah, it we're is, talking yeah. ten games. Yeah. Uh, you get the usual criticism from the crowd. You're always going to get yeah. that. That's understandable. Uh, but yeah, overall, I think looking pretty good. When the clock was running down, I was actually thinking of discussion matters tonight and this closing of the gap. Do we genuinely agree that we have closed the gap, but we're just not quite there yet? Uh, last two times we played Cardiff at home last season, we won them both 5-4, so we've turned narrow wins into a narrow defeat. So we'll, no. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll find out over the course of the next six months whether yeah. we've closed the gap or not. I think when you not. look at the whole of last season, obviously there was a big disparity at times, but that was down to many, many reasons. But, you know, I think tonight there's a lot that can take from this tonight. OK. Thank I you, think, Phil. I think we'll know more about how the Steelers match up against the Devils when we go down to Ice Arena, Wales, 
because last season we went down we seemed like we lost by six every time if we can put in that sort of defensive performance on the road then that's a lot of reasons to be encouraged I was encouraged by Duba tonight I thought he looked very solid we talked about him we just mm. touched on him but uh, I thought we actually got some proper goaltending tonight that we're going to need if we are going to challenge at that top end yeah we didn't give any free ones away tonight no. that's for sure um, but the, the third goal that came on the uh, right at the end of the power play that was a two minute shift spent entirely in the defensive zone and the Steelers made a number of blocks and Duba made a number of saves we just needed one clearance and we'd had so many icing calls in the third period up till then the defence was just getting a little bit tired and you can see as the, as the goal goes in if you've seen it just all the Steelers players drop into the ice disappointment but it was a hell of a shift wasn't it it was, oh, a, hell it was a, a terrific effort one by Cardiff to keep the pressure on and two the Steelers to resist as long as they did one more clearance might have just been enough to save the game what's the back page of the star saying tomorrow Bob Russell? Um, to borrow a Eurovision Song Contest uh, saying nil point for the weekend which is very disappointing sometimes you lose at Manchester it's a tight little rink and it's a disappointment but 5-2 is a bit of a big score there Cardiff great team they're not uh, Sheffield aren't that far away from so you can take some positives there but at the end of the day you've had 10 games in league and cup and won 5 of them and in August, had we conversed you and I, David, uh, would you really have expected, I'm turning the tables on you now, would you really have expected to uh, have lost five of ten? No, I think all of us would. We were all a little more optimistic, perhaps falsely so, but I'm, I am a little disappointed five and five. Yeah, I, the power play was a major strength in pre-season and that has well, not entirely disappeared, but it's not been as strong as it should be. It's, that's my main area of forward concern. We had three power plays in the first period, not enough to take the lead. And, well, barring 30 seconds in the third period, that was it for the game. Um, but nothing really much on the power play in Manchester last night. Uh, if the power play can go back to doing what it did in pre-season, which was going two for six most nights, that'd make a huge difference to the season. I, know I, thought, when, gone, gone. I thought when Varane scored that goal, that breakaway, I thought it was such a, a courageous goal and he drove it out hard. He picked the pocket of Fournier, one of the best players he's ever played in the Elite League. I thought that would be the turning point, um, but we're just not scoring as many goals, mainly, as you say, because of the power play malfunction. I noticed you collared the new import, uh, Lucas Sandstrom in the showers. Um, call him in the showers. Oh, sorry, not tonight. What's he, what's he had to say? Um, I think he's disappointed he's had two games and lost both. It's not going to be a, it's not going to be the world's best, is it? Um, but he didn't get a lot of ice time tonight, did he? Probably many because of all the special teams that were going on. But uh, um, it, it, none of them are going to come in here and be the answer over a couple of games, let alone ten games. We've seen that, haven't we? Look all how long these... it took DeLuca to get going last year. Yes. For the first few weeks, he yeah. was producing very little and one penalty shot goal in Nottingham gave him a bit of confidence and he was the star for the Boxing rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I asked the, the question at the beginning of the season, can you change wholesale the team and expect to win? Because you can't do that in football. Manchester City have spent billions on their team and it's taken them 10 years to get where well, they are. Would you say the same for Belfast then with their 12 new imports? Well, who, time will tell. I, I'm not an expert on Belfast. Actually, I'm not an expert on anything. But what I would say is that as things stand at the moment, you wouldn't see us necessarily as a title-winning team, would you, David? I don't think you would right now. I don't think anybody could hand on heart say that. Um, I'm, I thought we would be a one-two-three challenge. I did think that. I still think we could very easily become that. But it's uh, 
the moment it, it, there's just something that's not jelly. There's well, just like a balance. This time last year, when Tomo was here, just before he was um, he went. Um, there was a start of wholesale changes, wasn't there? And I didn't think this season would be like that. Now I'm not so sure. Do you think there'll be changes? I think there'll be enforced changes. I don't think we'll necessarily want to make any more changes, perhaps to the players kind of, on the on the yeah. forward lines, but so short defensively. And if Brocklehurst isn't going to be fit enough again for, for next weekend, it's a pair of Challenge Cup games, which is probably a little bit of a relief to the Steelers that... You know, even if the Steelers lose all the remaining group games, there's still a chance of progressing. Um, so it's probably a good week to be without uh, some defensive corps. He's got to bring. He's got to bring a defenceman. He's out. He's out. He's out. Johnson. To. And he's without Leving now. And mm. whether Leving is, we don't know. I know there's all these social media reports. He's broke his arm. He's broke his collarbone. He's done all this. He hasn't done any of those yet. He's gone to hospital for an X-ray to see what he's done. Could be a dislocation. Could be some ligament damage. Could be a break. Could be a fracture. Could be a number of things. But whatever it is, he ain't playing for the next couple of weeks. Johnson's not playing for the next couple of weeks. It's book your plane ticket somebody and somebody's coming in. Well, coming up after the Challenge Cup doubleheader against Nottingham, we've got a pair of road games in Dundee and in Fife. Well, we know how dangerous Dundee can be because they've got plenty of goal scorers that can do damage. Um, Fife on the road is never the easiest place to go. Then Fife at home. Those three league games have got to produce five points somehow, Thank some way. And I don't think we're going to do that with four defencemen on the roster. No, no. Bob, you got a final point? Go interesting on. you should say that about fixtures going forward because having been five and five <laughs> and because of the injuries and not perhaps the ex meeting the expectations that everybody had, Nottingham, anybody? Home and away this coming weekend? Now, if they were to uh, have bad results there, and I'm certainly not wishing that on them, then there's going to be a different feeling about all of this. And we're so used to it from last year, and it's the last thing anybody wants, so I hope I'm wrong. Thank you, and good night. Hope you are as well. I've just seen Daddy shooting there. Let me go and see if I can... OK. Michael, could Michael uh, join us? Michael Davis is here. Sorry to jump on you, Michael. Just just your thoughts after that one. It was so close, and we, we almost pulled it out. I, I thought it was the best 60 we've played all year. Um, that's from my standpoint, um, but uh, we're starting to establish our identity a little more, like Dowdy said in the locker room, a couple other guys did too. Um, yeah, I mean, we played well top to bottom, give it to our credit to our defense, but I think at one point we're down to four, I think, and a couple other guys are playing through injuries, but uh, you know, it's, we're, we're building some momentum here, and um, yeah, Cardiff was a good team. They snuck one on the power play there, but we also need to bury our power play. We had three, I think, in the first. Um, we didn't have one after that, did we? It was no, those three, and then it was. It was one of the stranger ones. A couple of those calls, I've one of the stranger calls I've ever seen. But you know, we, we need to establish the power play's got to get going, and that's a little bit on me too. But we did create some chances, and we created some momentum. And so, like coach has said, if you're not scoring, you got to be creating momentum. Yeah. yeah. But uh, for a standpoint from a team, um, I thought we played a really good 60 minutes and just didn't really. Maybe it was blasé, but we all thought at the start of the year the power play was going to be a big strength because it started so well in pre-season in the first few games. But what's the difference between that a month ago and, and, and today? I think we're trying to do too much. You know, I think we saw uh, when we were in preseason, we had all the confidence. We're trying to make the, we were doing make, making great plays, and now we're starting to like force a little bit. You know, we just got to get the pucks in the zone and just throw pucks on net and get gritty. And uh, it's going to eventually come. We have a great team here, and uh, everyone's just got to believe in us. How do you pick yourself up after a weekend like this? Because we're all going to go home tonight and be a little disappointed. But professional play, you've got to keep motivations up how difficult is it after a weekend like this yeah I mean it's it's difficult but at the same time you gotta take 
it's a long process, right? It's we're almost in October, and uh, you know we, we we learned a lot this week. And we went to Manchester. That's a tough barn to play in. You have 12 new guys on the team here. Um, it's a small barn, so it's tough to play in. And then you come here, and Cardiff's one of the best teams in the league. Um, but so are we. And uh, we'll just get back to work on Tuesday and uh, take the good things and uh, go from there. There's a lot, lot of good things you can take from this weekend. Okay. Wish you well. Thank you for joining us. Aaron Bocalus is just walking past. Aaron, uh, sorry just to grab you. Uh, you'll learn very quickly not to walk past us just after post-games. Um, firstly, how's the body? And then secondly, how are you after, after that defeat? It was so tight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a tough one, obviously. Last goal there and... You know, we had our chances. We just didn't capitalize, but that's hockey, and uh, we'll just get back on the horse on Tuesday. And the body? Ah, it's the body. Yeah, yeah. Old school, like it. What was the situation for you when Duba lost his stick to the corner? Because a penalty was called on that play. What were you What were you aware of in terms of what, what yeah. is able and what you can't do in that situation? I, I thought I couldn't grab and have two sticks in my hand. But I knew I couldn't shoot it to him, so I thought I had to drag it to him. So I dragged it all the way to him. But apparently you can have two sticks in your hand, which doesn't make any sense to me. But I guess that's the rule. But, yeah, I don't know. Talk to us about the power play. We just briefly touched on it with Michael that a month ago it was great. It was on fire. It was firing. It was doing well. What, what, what's changed in that last four weeks? Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it's just maybe overcomplicate things. And, I mean maybe you're looking for guys a little bit too much or I think when you just start out fresh you're just keeping it as simple as possible and just being reactionary more than you know having set plays and all this stuff uh, but at the end of the day we just got to find a way to put it in the net okay thank you for joining us you Thanks take care of yourself you, you know I see daddy walk this way just before we go back out I can see Oscar so if Oscar's there there's going to be daddy he's going to be pretty soon <laughs> Anthony the Lucas out sorry boys if you're lying here you can't escape so you're in on the podcast we're in the uh, we're in the medical room you're okay aren't you daddy yeah, yeah. talk us through that one uh, what's uh, the thoughts frustrating I thought that's that could be the most rounded 60 minutes we've played all season I thought we were good I thought we were, we were good defensively, but uh, obviously the, the, those bounces happen. A couple of those bounces go the other way. It's a completely different game, and we're everyone sat here a lot happier. But you got to take from that that we played a solid sixty. Team leader in shots tonight, Robert. You were with uh, with six. What is it about Ben Bounds that makes him so difficult to beat? He's uh, has so many good games in this building. Yeah, he's a, he's a cracking goalie. He's a very very good pedigree. Obviously, you see that year in year out and obviously when we go away with GB he's fantastic he's a he's a great goalie and we've got to find a way to, to get around him the question we've been asking uh, Michael Davies and uh, Aaron Brockles was the power play um, we had those three chances in the first period would that kind of sum up our night that we didn't take advantage of the advantage that we had at that time yeah I mean uh, they, they made some good stops obviously at crucial times but that's hockey we Duba made some great stops for us at certain times on them. It's just obviously finding that way to, to get it over the line. OK, we'll leave you. Thanks. I think Oscar's running around somewhere. <laughs> you OK, Anthony? You're lying there. You're just all, what, what, what's going on here? Uh, just uh, icy, icy recovery, basically. OK, yeah, nothing serious. How's the body feeling? It's good, yeah. Um, talk, to us, talk to us about tonight, what it was like out there. Because they're a big body team, aren't they? they? They take the body a lot. There's a lot of physical stuff going on out there. Yeah, they're a good, well-rounded team. Um, good forwards, D, and obviously a great goalie. But, I mean, I think we, we proved we could play with them. A um, couple lucky bounces, and 
it goes our way. So we'll see how it goes next game. Okay, you take care. Look after yourself. Yep. What a device that looks. Wrap training. Um, yeah, a couple of the statistical things from tonight. Face-offs. It's been the Steelers' worst night of the season. Face-off wise, and I think a lot of that can be linked Saint-Pierre. to Saint Pierre, who was who was so strong. Um, we, haven't, we haven't talked about. It. We'll come on to Saint Pierre in a minute. Yeah, we'll finish up on you. Actually. There's only Connolly who was over fifty percent, and that was one face-off over fifty percent uh, across the game. Devils won twenty more than the Steelers did, yeah. and in the third period, it was icing after icing mm-hmm. after icing, and the Steelers just couldn't get the puck out of the zone, get a breather, get a fresh line on, and the pressure built up and built up. And the one time we did get it down the ice was when. Pavel, uh, sorry, when Thomas Duba lost his stick and it resulted in the penalty that uh, ultimately decided the uh, decided the game. But that was it wasn't the difference, but it was a big difference tonight in how few face-offs the Steelers won, uh, particularly in their own defensive zone. We saw, we had the stats on the webcast right throughout the game, and it was 75-25% in the Steelers' defensive zone, and that's uh, that's not a number that can be sustained. Was that a big enough reason to keep Saint Pierre? The amount of face-offs he won. No, because he's only taking one out of every three face-offs at best. So other players will need to, to step up and do better. I mean, the Devils have, have got good numbers coming into the game, but maybe the Steelers might need to try some different plays and lose face-offs in a way that isn't going to result in uh, a shot straight off the face-off. The Steelers had a couple of chances off the face-off themselves. Dowd had one in the, the third period where he, he spun and got a good shot away on, on bound. So there's ways you can cope with losing face-offs, but... It's going to be something that the team needs to adjust to without Saint-Pierre because he would go out and take a lot of the offensive zone face-offs and win them and set up offensive chances. Um, it's an area to work on. Is it a surprise he's not here this weekend? Were you surprised he, he, he got, got, you know, outed, if you like, or a yeah. mutual decision, whatever it was, that he's not here now? I don't think it's a secret that he's, he's not playing well. And when, when pressed on it in this podcast last week, you know, you know, Carter and Aaron both spoke about wanting to change the lines around to get certain players going and that felt like it was we want to get Saint-Pierre going um, and Saint-Pierre never quite got going but he chipped in with a couple of goals there were signs of life there but it wasn't the superstar level that we hoped he was going to be um, was it enough to be released? I'm not so sure but then I'm not paid to make those decisions um, so it did come as a surprise to me but there's certainly from what we saw yesterday Sandstrom is going to offer something a bit different there should be enough goals on that top line. There should be enough creativity elsewhere. Lemchikov had a, a wonderful moment tonight with a bit of stick handling, and we want to see a little bit more of that because we've seen it in flashes. We'd love to see, you know, a few moments like that every game rather than uh, every other game from him. I, I like the fact that Aaron Fox took the ball by the horns early. Took us all by surprise. Well, I think he sent a message to some other players exactly, that might yeah. be on the fringe of yeah. things. I think he realised that he wasn't the player he thought he'd signed and uh, this has got to end. However it ends, it's got to end. I like the way he was proactive in that. We saw last year, especially you know the latter part, there was guys not doing it and there was a reluctance to make changes. At least, hey, hey you're gone. See ya. There's been a criticism of, from some other fan bases about the Steelers and how it's just a revolving door. I'd rather it was that way than hanging on to a player for too long. Yeah, exactly. Shall we uh, finish off? Any last-minute points we want to make? Anything we want to talk of? For me, it's just looking forward to next week now. It's, is it two Challenge Cup games again? Yeah. Nottingham, Nottingham. We need to get into that run of form and soon. I, when I, I interviewed Lordo just for the league. Lordo? And he, <laughs> and he was, well, he was saying Lordo that say? it was good. It, well, he was saying it's good now after obviously that clan result early on for them kind of knocked them back from the Champions League. But 
obviously getting in a good run of form early on in the season can almost get your season going and before you know it you've strung together 10 15 wins and we need to get into a position now where we are winning five six seven eight game chunks and not two lose one lose two because you're not going to get I mean, anywhere i mean next weekend actually i mean two defeats as bob just said ah rope around our next but two victories against them lot then all of a sudden we kind of forget a lot of things wrongly, but we forget a lot of things, don't we? Yeah, and regardless whether it's the Challenge Cup or the league, it, it get, again, it starts that form and it gives players confidence. If players are scoring, if players are blocking shots, if Duber or Cantor have good games, it gives them confidence and it gets them all going. And it is just, a lot of it is form and confidence. And we've seen that with a lot of players when they get confidence. A lot like DeLuca, I thought DeLuca was quiet tonight, but we've seen him when he hits confidence, he's six foot tall and can score from anywhere on the ice so it'll be good for a lot of guys to get going and hopefully it happens this weekend I think it comes down to Sunday whatever happens in the home game because even if the Steelers are to lose on the road on Saturday win on Sunday in front of your home crowd it ends the home losing streak everything's okay again win both games fine but win on Saturday lose at home again you might feel like some of yeah, the... This has got to become a bit of a fortress. We all talked there. about this at the start of the year. We're going to make it yeah. a fortress, but we, if we, we've got to do that, and the only way you can do that is by winning. Yes, and there's been, like, his daddy's just walked past there when he dropped the gloves against Guildford and the place went crazy. That was something that kick-started the game that night, and it shows what momentum both on and off the ice can do for a team, and it was a hostile arena that night. Talking about Manchester last night, it's always been a hostile environment to go into. And the play, it starts with the players creating that on the ice. And if we're taking chances, if we're punishing teams, because again, it was the penalty kill, not for uh, power play, sorry, not for seven tonight, not for No, six. not for three tonight, wasn't it? Uh, our power play was not for three. Yeah, we only were, had the, I actually they were one for seven. They were one for seven, yes, yeah. So one for yeah, seven. We, we took three. eight minor penalties yeah. tonight. Yeah. And it's just something that, Get your power play firing and make teams think twice before chucking a stick in, chucking a late hit in, because you are going to punish them. And then that starts the confidence, because then you can roll people on those power play lines who are needing goals. So. Can we finish on a big positive? Go on. Valoran's goal. Oh, lovely. I, I may have yelped out that it was the play of the week, and I hope they don't embarrass me by putting it at number two, because <laughs> that was a spectacular finish because he's taken a huge slash from Fournier as well as he's in the act yeah. of shooting. Um, but one, to pinch the puck, and two, to the skating speed, and then the coolness. That's a terrific finish, and then to headbutt the crossbar yeah. is have, uh, have you put Have you put the match report up on the... Yeah, the is that photo... Because when, when the first thing I thought when I saw that goal, I looked where Dean Woolley was, and I thought, he's going to have a great yeah, shot at Valorant into the crossbar. Is, his picture is on there. It's in the, on there, because I, I knew he'd get a good one of that. And uh, he needed that as well. I, 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 I just, you want that first line to be that dominant line, don't you? And, uh, and yeah, there's that pit. Uh, yeah, it was one after. I, I thought he might get one where he's hanging off the... Yeah, it's it's not good for a podcast looking at a picture, is it? <laughs> but it's... Uh, OK, right, Nottingham next week. Jonathan, thank you. Alex, thank you. And, uh, well... We're in the, uh, the white room just outside the uh, Sheffield Steelers locker room right now and that's the end of this episode of the Shofford Sheffield Steelers podcast and folks, you were very welcome. Yes. Come oh. down, 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 down.